What's up, sweetest honey? Today is the best day because we are chatting with my best friend, big sister, role model, partner in crime, if you will. <laughs> I could go on and on about this girl. Please welcome Kelsey Waterberg, aka Waterburger, to the podcast. <laughs> How does it feel? I feel great. I'm excited. Are you honored to be on? I am so honored. <laughs> I'm just incredibly thankful that you thought of me. To uh, <laughs> I had to. You know it was going to come at one point. <laughs> um, I feel like I have to give a little bit of background on how we know each other because you kind of have a crazy, I like to think it's a crazy God story and yeah. it's so special. It is. So... Girl. I'll just give, yeah, a little brief <laughs> synopsis of it, <laughs> but we both grew up in Nebraska, and we actually, like, never met until college, but we competed against each other. Yeah. We had, like, not rival studios, yeah. but, like, yeah, we knew of each yeah. other, but we didn't really know each other, and then Kelsey went to Arizona State for her first two years of college, and then transferred back to Nebraska. And that was my rookie year. So we were rookie sisters together mm -hmm. at Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oddly enough, I decided to transfer to Arizona State um, kind of through you and all mm -hmm. your help. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of have, like, this reverse story. But yeah. it's so funny. And Kelsey went on to become a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. And then I said, huh. I think I want to be one. She followed me. I really did. I'm like. She's obsessed with me. Don't let her fool yeah. Honestly. We joke about it. Like, but it's so weird. We've had such a crazy path. Yeah. And I mean, I always say, like to say you live my life like two years in advance. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like just looking yeah. you for my next step. So I know. Like, like, what's going on with Kelsey? I can imagine I'll yeah. be there in a couple of years. <laughs> but it is really funny because we're so similar. And mm -hmm. it's just um, one of those friendships that we both know like the Lord has laid his hand on and intertwined our paths. And I could have never guessed the impact we would have had on each other's life um, starting out like my freshman year of college. But mm -hmm. I'm so, so thankful for you. And I also get to be her second leader this year, which is a blessing. Yeah. So fun. So and we have to preface something. Well, I'll let yeah. you tell them. <laughs> well, so I'm so sorry that you're going to have to listen to our completely the same laugh throughout <laughs> this whole thing. You're never going to be able to tell which one of us is laughing because we're the exact same laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's really horrible and deep, but sorry, guys. <laughs> so as I said, Kelsey and I are both DCCs. This is her fourth year. Mm -hmm. And outside of being a DCC, you are also a nurse and you have a really special job working with kids and specifically one kid this year, right? Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that and where your passion for nursing came from. Well, yeah, I guess I can start at the beginning. I knew I wanted to be a nurse ever since I was younger. When my sister, I was 10 when my sister had her first baby. Aww. And um, so I'm an auntie of many, but um, I just fell in love with nursing and like the impact that you can have on patients and people in the hospital at that point. And so I always knew I wanted to do that. And I've always just felt drawn to kids. I love kids. I love serving kids. They're such a vulnerable population. Um, I mean, they're so like malleable, like with any like leaders in their life or mm -hmm. anyone that's around them. So it's just awesome to get to work with them and leave an impact and 
I found this job. So right out of nursing school, I worked in plastics actually for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I just wasn't feeling really very fulfilled. And yeah, it was a literal godsend. Like God dropped this job on me. I found it and applied for it. And they called me within five minutes. And I was offered the job. And it was, I had no experience in pediatrics, obviously, because I just gotten out of college. um, Yeah. Like a year or two before that. Okay. So it was a definite godsend. And at first I would travel around and kind of help. My schedule was a lot more free. So I would be able to like travel around and help where they needed it. Like if somebody's nurse was out, um, I work with medically fragile kids in their house. So like I have been all over DFW working with different kids and different families and stuff. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. But this year I accepted full-time one kid so I go to his house and I take care of him and he has cerebral palsy and a bunch of other like ailments and stuff and he's kind of a sick kiddo but he's happy and yeah I just finally feel like I'm where my calling is like I am very happy doing this I feel fulfilled and Mm -hmm. just getting to go and take care of him make him smile and see him like improve in his therapies and stuff like that just truly does make me so happy I'm a lot busier now that I accepted another full-time job but (laughs) it's worth it it's a lot of fun yeah I mean that's such an amazing job and like one that you have such a huge impact on this kid I'm sure he'll remember you forever like yeah it's kind of crazy and I mean you just get so close with the family too because like Mm -hmm. I mean you're in their house every day so you get really close to yeah I've gotten really close to his mom and you kind of hear about what's going on and what's going on in his life and just try to make it as good as you can yeah he I mean he is nonverbal and he doesn't really communicate very well so just getting to know him and learn how he does communicate (laughs) um and he's kind of funny because he'll like you kind of learn their attitude and things that they don't like and stuff, but he doesn't (laughs) really talk. So it's just fun to learn a kid like that and get to figure out what makes him happy and how to motivate him to do his therapies and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. it's such a fitting job for you too. I feel like you just love to take care and like serve others. So (laughs) I could see how that is just like the perfect fit and takes a special person to do that job. Well, thank you. It really does. I love it. It's so much fun. It was a godsend. It's what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. I just... And on top of DCC, like, that's a lot, and you balance it really well. So good for you, girl. (laughs) It's a lot of time. She'll see. She sees my attitude when I've had a long day. (laughs) I love it. Keeps it interesting. Um, Okay, so... One thing I really want to dive into on this podcast is relationships and friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have such a cool like relationship, I feel like it's that like sister, best friend, mm-hmm. role model dynamic that I talked about when yeah. I was introducing you. Like, um, I find relationships are just like so. I mean, it, for everyone, they're so huge in life, and like mm-hmm. they really have a great impact on you and like your quality of life a lot. Yeah. So. Um, I want to dive into that, and when I think of Kelsey, I think of the quote everyone says, like, surrounding yourself with those who make you a better person, and I do believe that who you surround yourself impacts who you become, and so having friends around you that, like, can speak truth into your life and 
you can have honest and intentional conversations with. Like they can call you out when you need to be called <laughs> out. That's the big one. <laughs> yeah. But they also are so, so like encouraging and supportive of you. And um, just like having those people in your circle is really important. So how have you seen this play out in your life and, and or how important is it um, has it been for you? Well, um, I mean, you're definitely that person, that main person in my life because (laughs) um, we've had just such a great friendship and like getting to know you and like getting to know your heart and experiencing like God's love through you has been instrumental in my like journey Mm -hmm. to faith, especially. But I mean, we were just talking before this about like talks that we've had and just like learning and growing together about relationships and God and like leadership because we get to do that alongside each other has been so special and um getting to hold each other accountable like I feel like you're a person that I can come to and say like I need to hold myself accountable for this and I need to be better at this Mm -hmm. and you will like you'll tell me if I'm not if I'm not (laughs) doing Uh, what I said I was doing and those are the friends that you need because I mean you can find anybody in the world that'll tell you what you want to hear and Mm -hmm. stuff but you won't find those special friendships everywhere that will actually call you out and make you a better person and make sure that you're staying true to your values and all that stuff. So, yeah. And I feel like DCC has brought us, I mean, we can probably speak to a lot of the women that have influenced mm-hmm. me a lot or ones that have already been on this podcast. Too, so. <laughs> yeah. Like Rachel yeah. W, Lexi, Taylor J, um, Heather is another one that yeah. really impacted me. She was one that I worked with my rookie season and, she was the one that kind of like got me to break down my walls with my faith too. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting to experience these amazing women that have been a part of DCC the past like four years that I've been here yeah, has been so important to me and me opening my heart to God and just experiencing his love through them. Because yeah. like I, I've had friends that will um, call me out for <laughs> not being like <laughs> who I'm meant to be and stuff before, but it's been to a new level in a great way here. Yeah. Like I was thinking about like my relationship with Taylor J mm-hmm. too the other day. And she is one that she's not afraid to call me out when I <laughs> am in the best way possible. Yeah. Like when I'm not doing something that is true to me or, yeah. you know, if I'm so wasting my time on someone that's not going to serve me or mm-hmm. like, make me a better person to bring me closer to God. And she's always there no matter what, even if I don't follow her advice right away, (laughs) you know, she loves me and supports me and just tries to continue to speak love into my life. And yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of, our team is really, really special and it's brought me and I'm sure you too, like a bunch of women that really speak truth and love into our lives. Yeah. So, so true. I think when, like, you get older, you realize, like, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of somebody who wanted to be friends with absolutely everyone yes. growing up. And yeah. I still am like that. Like, yeah. I, you know, I just love people and, mm-hmm. like, want to be friends with everyone. But I think I've learned as I've gotten older, like, you have to pick and choose who you let, like, speak into your life. Yeah. And yeah. I always think about, like, do I, you know – respect this person Mm -hmm. um do I like the choices they're making like do I like their heart posture with these things and like if I do I'm like yep speak to me like yeah you know like tell me 
what I need to hear and Mm -hmm. be honest with me. And like, uh, I think it's so important, like, just because we want to keep growing as Mm -hmm. women and like, you know, I don't need to hear like all the good stuff that like, I'm amazing and every choice I make is great. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you know, like you don't need to hear those things. Like you want those friends who are going to be like, well, they want the best for you, you know, and wanting the best for someone is being honest with them when they need to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the accountability part is so huge Mm -hmm. too. And yeah, we do talk, Mm -hmm. talk to each other about that a lot. Like, um, with our different struggles or just we'll be talking about things we want to improve in our own lives and like, okay, mm-hmm. we got to hold each other accountable. Like, right. we can't do this. Right. And I've especially loved having you with me in leadership too. Cause I know like even before this year, before we knew what this year brought as us being leaders <laughs> right next to each other. Yeah. Um, we've sat down and talked about and like set our intentions and like what kind of a leader we would want to be and like where mm-hmm. we want this team to go and, what kind of an example we want to set for the young women that are coming onto the team and leadership can be so hard, but we've kind of set our intention so that, I mean, I know like there are days that I've been really frustrated as a leader and I'll call you and say like, Hey, I need you to just like speak some truth into me (laughs) because I'm so angry and I like don't feel like myself and I don't want to like set a bad example. Yeah. In the eyes of anyone else and you're just a person that I can come to and you can speak truth into me and kind of set me straight and be like, <laughs> no like this is going to be the best way to handle it like you need to take a step back or whatever it may mm-hmm. be like you are just someone that I can always come to for that like voice of reason versus somebody that'll somebody else that may not be someone that I admire like you said like I admire who they are and what the, where their heart is at yeah someone that I would go to like that may kind of amp me up like, oh, that's so frustrating. Like, yeah, you should yeah. yell at them or react, you know, react yeah. to it. And you're just that person that'll be like, okay, I see you and I hear you, but let's just sleep on it and like yeah. talk about it and pray about it and figure out what we should do to yeah, be a good woman and leader yeah situation I'm honored that you think of me (laughs) yeah we I feel like we're good about you know coming to each other when we need help handling Mm -hmm. situations but yeah um even like I just thought of this but like Mackenzie I haven't brought her onto the podcast yet but yeah DCC Mackenzie yeah (laughs) um she like we had a moment in Mexico and we were sitting on the bus and we were kind of talking about um, our intentions for the next year. Mm-hmm. And she said something to me, which is like, it's self-explanatory, but like within a professional job and space, like like doing what's right when no one's watching and not being mm-hmm. afraid to um, not be the most like person in the room because you're trying to make the most like professional and um, just like best decision for the whole team and that can Mm -hmm. be with anything in life but like when she said that to me I think I took a step back and I was like yeah like honestly when no one's watching like who Mm -hmm. am I you know right and it was really eye-opening I would say because Mm -hmm. I was like dang I have really good people around me and like I have a friend who's not much older than me but is so wise and like in saying that you know Mm -hmm. and just yeah I could trust her to call me out if I was out of line on things and right if I react like she is a person in my life too and you would be too mm-hmm. like you would be like okay it's okay like let's bring it back and right, right. <laughs> well, you know let, let's handle it in the right ways and I just think it's like 
amazing to have that those kind of people in your circle yeah it really is and like I know we're talking about our lives in DCC because that kind of encompasses our whole world right now (laughs) but I mean this can be applicable to anywhere like work um teams if you're on team like a dance team or Mm -hmm. whatever and personal relationships like just finding those good people that can make sure that you're following your values and Mm -hmm. handling things in the best way for sure what do you think like you've learned most about yourself through relationships I would say just finding and especially when with my growth and my faith the past couple years Mm -hmm. like you really realize that you can and should choose the people that you put surround yourself with like we were just talking about yeah like it's not worth having someone that's negative or doesn't have the same values like close to your heart because Mm -hmm. it can really affect you and in not the best way yeah um and knowing my value and how much that can affect me and what I give to my job, my family, my relationships, Mm -hmm. just having like a negative being around me is Mm -hmm. not something that you want to put your time and effort into. Yeah. And you really do have to kind of protect your heart in that way. If you want to live a good life and a Mm -hmm. satisfying life and a fulfilled life. Um, Yeah. So I would say I'm just making more, more decisions as I grow closer to God, more decisions to protect my heart and put good people around me. Yeah. So something I think like this year specifically that has just been on my heart a lot is community. Mm -hmm. And um, this can tie into really any relationship, whether it's like with a boy or like just Mm -hmm. your friendships or your, you know, family relationships, whatever it is. But like, especially as believers um i think the devil wants to creep his way into any relationship especially Mm -hmm. ones that are like you know pleasing to god and Mm -hmm. um so he finds like any way to break apart the unity like Mm -hmm. and get sneak in the like cracks of the doors if you will like he is um sneaky in that way and Mm -hmm. like i feel like if you're not intentional about like communicating and um being honest and being Mm -hmm. vulnerable and humble like he will take a you know he will Mm -hmm. like break that relationship apart and um yeah I think that can be with any relationship and I think like as believers we have to fight for unity Mm -hmm. knowing that with any relationship like one day when God comes back like it's all of us as one in Mm -hmm. him and like There's not even marriage in heaven, which is the craziest thing. Yeah. But it's like you're one with the guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like I I find myself like just thinking about that too with those kinds of relationships. It's like if you break up with someone, whatever, if whatever the story is, like mm-hmm. fight for unity, like yeah. fight for peace with that person. Yeah. Because in the end, like if you know you're both believers and you're going the same place, like God says, like, don't come to me until you have literally made amends and made mm-hmm. peace with everyone else. Yeah. Like, he wants you at peace yeah. with other believers before even coming to him. Yeah. You know, forgiving, mm-hmm. especially, like. Yeah. And that can be, I mean, we're people pleasers, and yeah. that can make things really hard because it's hard to step into vulnerability when you have 
especially with us being people pleasers, it's hard to step into vulnerability and like have those tough conversations because it's hard to like put your heart out there and like not know how they're going to take it or if your heart's going to feel rejected or what, Mm -hmm. but it's so important. And I read a lot of, um, I've read a lot of Brene Brown in the past couple years and I, I'm just obsessed with her and all that she has researched in the past few years. Like she talks about vulnerability and shame and communication. She has a book, Daring Greatly. I read Dare to Lead and Gifts of Imperfection. And she talks about kind of leaning into just who you are and Mm -hmm. leading with your heart versus Mm -hmm. like putting up these walls and trying to protect your heart because it's, once you put these walls up around your heart, like, yeah, you may not feel hurt, but you also can't feel the good things. Yeah. And so. Dang. Like, <laughs> it's, I know when I, I listened to Daring Greatly on audiobook when I was driving to Nebraska once, and that's about the length of the book. Yeah. And it, like the whole time, it's just like so convicting because talking uh-huh. about vulnerability and like addressing a situation head on and having that like really tough conversation with someone that you know part of you wants to have mm-hmm. and she calls it rumbling mm-hmm. I love that word like rumbling. having to sit down and rumble with somebody about oh. like an elephant in the room yeah. or and I feel like I've really tried to embody that in my life and it has helped tremendously like it sucks it's so yeah. hard at first <laughs> yeah but once you kind of learn how to do it it really does take you really far and it lets you yeah. let the guard down on your heart because Mm -hmm. it's not fun to avoid things like that and have these like unsettled situations in your life and it can affect your relationships it can push somebody away and Mm -hmm. like if we were to have a some sort of a quarrel like a fight about (laughs) something and I didn't address it with you like that's still gonna sit in my heart and fester and maybe not now like maybe we can still be friends now but in a couple years if you do something else that makes me mad or something like yeah. that can really start to affect a relationship and oh, for make sure. it not as strong. And, um, sure. I mean, I've used this to talk to like some of the scariest and most intimidating, like bosses, people that I've had in my life mm-hmm. relation in relationships too. And like, it really does work. Like people respect people that have a heart and can sit down and have those conversations. Even the most intimidating, I've had some intimidating bosses before yeah, yeah. and, um, learning from Brene and and how to handle like tough situations Mm -hmm. with your heart first has really kind of changed the way that people react to that right when you're bringing your heart's issues and yeah stuff to the table and I I think that kind of like goes into leadership too like for sure how I want to lead the team and stuff yeah I feel like um I mean, it honestly makes a lot of sense. Like, if you lead with a vulnerable and pure heart, like, mm-hmm. most of the time, yeah. that results in, like, a better reception of yeah. it. Like, how someone receives it, you know? Right. Um, and, like, something we've talked about within Bible study, too, is, like, you can have the most pure intentions and somebody else still might not understand you. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, Lauren Daigle said this, but she was like, don't be afraid to be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And that really resonated with me because I think as a people pleaser, mm-hmm. like I am so afraid of being misunderstood because yeah. I'm like, no, like my, like I love I you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, you know, 
I know my intentions Mm -hmm. are pure, but it's like letting go of the other side of that is like, okay, if somebody misunderstands me, then Mm -hmm. it's okay. Like at least I know where my heart is and um, like I can be forgiving and Mm -hmm. stuff. And if they don't, if they're not on the same page, I can't control that. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, And that's something I'm holding Claire accountable for. (laughs) She'll come up to me and like talk to me about situations like this. She's like, I just, I like, I'm confused or whatever. Like this didn't go well. And I know your heart and I can sit here and tell you that (laughs) you did the right thing no matter what. If they like took it the wrong way or perceived it in the wrong way, like I know your heart and I know it's good and you did the right thing. So moving forward, that's one of, that's one of the things that we're holding each other accountable about as people pleasers. For sure. (laughs) And I think going back to like the Brene Brown thing about um, vulnerability and like you can not even feel the good things sometimes. I think that's something that I've had play out in my life. Like I love to live at peace. Yep. Me too. Protect the peace. I'm like, no one can come (laughs) and and like ruin that. Oh, I'm the same way. But I feel like sometimes you can lock your heart in a box Mm -hmm. out of fear of it being hurt. And so you don't let yourself fully love in the way that Mm -hmm. you could, like with that risk in there about like the risk of getting rejected the risk of getting hurt Mm -hmm. like with any relationship like yes this is something that she talks about and this is one of those moments where I was driving and just felt like a dagger to my heart because it's so convicting um so she talks about this part of like guarding your heart and not Mm -hmm. feeling the good things either when you kind of block your heart from getting hurt yeah she talks about how like have you ever been in a really happy situation like she brings up like a mom looking over her child in their crib like just like having this moment of like wow I love this child or Mm -hmm. like you're in a new relationship and you find yourself like really happy and all of a sudden this like feeling of like you kind of like stop yourself because you're like well what if they leave or Uh what if what if this baby dies or like what if this person just stops talking to me and never talks to me again you know Mm -hmm. it breaks my heart and I'm left like alone and just like these feelings can so easily flood in rather than you just letting yourself like I'm happy right now no matter what happens in the future like I have this moment that I'm letting myself feel the joy and feel Mm -hmm. the happiness and letting myself feel loved no matter what might happen tomorrow or whatever right she said that's just such a natural tendency in people Mm -hmm. to kind of stop themselves from feeling the good things. And those are the moments where you have to just be like, I am happy and I'm going to let myself feel happy. I mean, this person could never speak to me again tomorrow or something (laughs) horrible could happen tomorrow, but like, I'm going to let myself be happy today. Yeah. And that's something so convicting because I don't know if you've ever felt that, but for sure. (laughs) like once you hear this and you start going through your life and you have like a happy moment and you start being like, well, they could leave or well, it's not that great. Or like things with like DCC. Yeah. Like when I got leadership or something, you're like, well, like what if I'm not good at it? You know, like things like that. Like you're kind of like not allowing yourself to feel joy about something that you accomplish or Mm -hmm. whatever. And you're trying to let, like the devil's coming in saying like, well, what if you're not good at it? What if you're not good at it? What if your team like starts to not like you because they resent you as a leader or something, you know? Right. And not like letting that happen. Just 
taking it day by day and being the best that you can, but allowing yourself to feel joy for something like that. Yeah. No, that's so good too. And I think like you can decipher between feeling joy about something Mm -hmm. and putting your worth and identity in it. Right. Like there's so many accomplishments or if you're, I don't know, anything that you're happy about, like, yeah, be happy about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if if that person walks away or this thing gets Mm -hmm. taken from you, it shouldn't wreck you as who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. It might make you feel sad and disappointed. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the risk you take with that. But yeah. And I think that kind of comes from, letting your heart be seen too because Mm -hmm. if you're if you're going through these situations and you're not fully letting your heart be seen or not fully letting your heart love or loving to the full extent of it you're gonna feel like you're holding something back and that's gonna bring insecurity to you because you're gonna have those what ifs like all those what if insecurities that Mm -hmm. you just you're gonna be replaying in your mind over and over again and if but if you really do live with your whole heart and put your whole heart out there for others Mm -hmm. then you're gonna have less insecurity because you can kind of be which has also grown with my faith with god you can be settled in the fact that you did give it your all you gave it your whole heart you know you're Mm -hmm. not trying to hold back any feelings or any whatever and you can settle in the fact that god god made you to do what you do and who you are Mm -hmm. and you aren't holding any of that back because that's always going to bring like regret. Yeah. Um, I have a question going off of that. And like, I genuinely want to know how you would think of this. Cause I'm just like going through it in my mind right now. <laughs> okay. But with that in mm-hmm. mind, how do you do that as well as protecting your heart, like guarding it in relationships specifically? Well, okay. So I honestly feel like the biggest difference is finding your worth in God and who you already are mm-hmm. versus because I feel like all insecurities and in relationships and like heartbreak is coming from you're kind of finding your identity in that other person mm-hmm. and like what they think of you and who they think you are but so true. which is always a journey <laughs> <laughs> nobody has this down pat but yeah just knowing that God made you perfectly to live out the path that he has laid for you. And Mm -hmm. no matter what somebody else thinks about that, or I don't know if they take advantage of your heart or whatever, it's not, it doesn't define your worth. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to like lead with your heart and not, I mean, you're going to have hurt. You're going to have pain. You're going to feel less than sometimes, but not allowing if someone doesn't take your heart in the right way if you lead with your heart Mm -hmm. give it to someone if they don't take it in the right way knowing that you're both on two different journeys yours is different than theirs and nothing that they're doing to you indicates your worth if that makes sense no it makes like we're just on if you really do think about it you're on two different paths you know if someone's treating you badly like they are just on a different path and they're going to figure it out one day or they're at the end of the day, they're probably insecure and like struggling with insecurity or Mm -hmm. some sort of insecurity in their life. And they Mm -hmm. go to sleep at night worrying about that, but it may come off in them hurting you, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. have anything to do with you as a person or as a human being or what you were made to do. Okay. So something else I admire about Kelsey I think it's funny when you're sitting right <laughs> here. Know. I'm just like something else I admire. About I'm really her. building up your ego right now. <laughs> We're so sarcastic with each other. Hearing you actually like 
like, be oh, nice. I admire you. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I promise we love each other, but we, we really are do. very sarcastic in yeah. the day to day, which yeah. it's the best. You know, it makes we, it a little fun. <laughs> yeah, she really is my favorite person, though. So I'll admit oh, it, just for the podcast. Record that. <laughs> oh, now you have it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have it on recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but going back. Um, like I said, I just really admire your selflessness and willingness to serve. And it comes out in like every job that you do and including being one of our leaders for DCC. And a lot of people, I think, in whatever area of life they're in, job, whatever, desire leadership, um, maybe in their workplace, maybe in groups, whatever it is. But they don't realize that true leadership is about others and not themselves. Like they want the title of like, oh, yeah, I'm a leader, mm-hmm. but they don't realize, like, the responsibility and everything that comes with that. And, like, a true leader is more worried about everyone else in the room than they are themselves. And they're mm-hmm. confident enough to be like, okay, yeah, I got this. Now it's my turn to, like, help others. Mm-hmm. Will you speak a little bit on this and just, like, your experience? Um, I would say I am really lucky because – God gifted me with a really big heart for others. Mm -hmm. Like all, every personality test you could ever imagine of mine, it's like relator. Mm -hmm. My top five strengths are developer, harmony, empathy, positivity, and futuristic. That's awesome. And so it's like so touchy-feely gross, (laughs) but like I feel like that is kind of a natural tendency to be worried about others. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's been kind of a toxic thing in my life. I, every strength has its side, a yeah. side to right. it. But so um, because sometimes I'm too, I was too worried about what others thought of me and I still struggle with that sometimes, but mm-hmm. my heart does gravitate towards others. And I'm the one that like, when I walk into a room and I can tell someone's in a bad mood, like I can't not address it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't not go like say something to them or yeah. not like feel and, feel what they're feeling yeah myself to not like go over there and say something or figure out what's going on or like try to make them feel better or something I just I can't not do that right but leadership is still really hard and really having to put yourself on the back burner and take care of everyone around you Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day like I mean very specifically on DCC like we all have a job to do and it can be really hard and tiring at times and like we have to take care of each other's souls Mm -hmm. because if we don't, if we don't feel taken care of and don't feel like respected and seen as even when I was like a rookie or second year mm-hmm. or something, you're not going to want to do a good job. You're not going to be motivated to come and right. make a difference. And we have such a unique opportunity as DCC and our however many years we do it for mm-hmm. to influence like young women and talk to them about character and leadership and mm-hmm. how to just be a good person and be a good woman and show them what that looks like. And if people don't feel taken care of and they're not going to feel called to come and show up in their best self, if that makes sense. And I'm like talking about this, like it's my idea. I learned it all from Brene Brown, dare to lead. So everyone that's listening should read that. But um, it's, it just makes us such a big difference when you come looking to, take care of others yeah because everyone's just gonna do a better job if you see them and acknowledge them for and, sure you know acknowledge their growth and stuff like no yeah. one has ever I mean everyone has different examples of leadership in their life like whether it's been past coaches past 
teachers, you know, parents, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know I've had a coach in the past that completely took away all my confidence. Like she made me feel like I was not good. I would not suffice to anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it honestly destroyed me for a little while. Like I was a really insecure dancer. And so that especially like feeling that impact at one point in my life, I knew that I never wanted to be that person to anyone else. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that insecurity and leadership ultimately leads to someone being there for themselves. And mm-hmm. so having someone that's a leader that's not focused on proving anything still, mm-hmm. like they're at the point where they're not trying to prove anything. They're just, yeah, they've been through it. They find their value, which is honestly really hard. Mm-hmm. And if you get put into, I was lucky with my timing to come into leadership. So I feel like even last year, like, I know I've talked to you about it, but everyone struggles with insecurity when you come on to DCC, like figuring out where your place is and what your calling is and like basically why you're there, you know, Mm -hmm. because everyone has their strengths and weaknesses and finding your place is kind of hard. But I do feel like I found my place before Mm -hmm. I came into leadership, which really helped me. So I feel Mm -hmm. like if I would have become a leader, let's say last year, Mm -hmm. I've Feel like I still would have had insecurities in me yeah that wouldn't have served the team well right because okay. um, I, I really do feel like it's a deep down yeah thing that you need to come into before you can really lead others well and set a good example yeah selflessly I mean and all of us still struggle with it you right, know? right sometimes right. I go it doesn't go away like, wow, yeah it's horrible today <laughs> uh-huh. I need to be better tomorrow but, yeah um we all have those days but I don't know. I just, I've never been motivated by a coach or a leader that doesn't know my heart and Mm -hmm. see me and acknowledge, Mm -hmm. not that they need to tell me that I'm great or something, but just acknowledges me as a a team member and like that I'm working hard and that I'm here. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. You just always feel more motivated by the people that see your strengths and point them out and encourage you Mm -hmm. and, Like if something's wrong, they address it and you feel their love and encouragement when they, when someone that talks to you like that tells you that you need to step it up or is calling you out for not pulling your own weight or whatever, you're going to respect that and take that Mm -hmm. and be motivated by that rather Mm -hmm. than angry and like, okay, well, you don't even know my heart. Like you don't know me. Mm -hmm. So why are you telling me that I need to be better when... Yeah. You don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know me. You don't know how I'm you motivated. Don't you don't take the time to learn mm-hmm. who I am or how I am. Mm-hmm. So, like, you telling me this makes me angry, and it's not right. going to serve the team Yeah. well. No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And something you touched on but I want to go back to is, like, if you're given – like, for me this year, I'm a second leader, and I think – I'm just going to relate this back to DCC for now, but mm-hmm. you can relate it to anything. You can, yeah. <laughs> um, but like you said, you don't – once you've been given that role, mm-hmm. it's comes to a point where you, you realize like, okay, I can stop proving myself. I've proved right. myself right. to get to this point. But you also have to believe that for yourself. Like mm-hmm. Proved, you've already proved to yourself you can do it. So yeah. now it's your turn to like flip the focus right. on to other people. And I think that is something like I have tried to beat into my brain this year is like 
okay, you've you've done enough to prove that you can lead mm-hmm. in a you know in a positive way. Yeah. But now I like come back to that verse like in humility, value others above yourself, mm-hmm. and like in for us specifically like in practice, like what does that look like? You know, it's like mm-hmm. doing everything you need to do to like make sure you're showing up well but Mm -hmm. then focusing on helping others and um helping like build them up and get Mm -hmm. everyone else better because you're only as strong as your weakest link and like Mm -hmm. so you want to build every you know you want to build all parts of the team right instead of just focusing on yourself and what you're doing and yeah like everything you said is so good about like building relationships with um the people around you as a leader like i think that's so true if you if you take time to like just even say hi how are you doing Mm -hmm. how's your day like Mm -hmm. building those little relationships obviously you can't have 30 minute conversations with everyone on the team and be you know buddy Mm -hmm. buddy with everyone but like finding ways to be intentional so that people do respect and trust you as a leader Mm -hmm. is just like a night and day difference from some of the leaders or coaches that maybe you've experienced that Mm -hmm. have just taken no time to know you Mm -hmm. and um you know made your self-worth feel like terrible (laughs) as like a young girl like that's like no fun at all yeah the biggest thing as a leader is getting people to know their what their tool is Mm -hmm. yes and I think um someone mentioned this to me before too about leadership but it's like being a strong leader is also admitting where your weakness is mm-hmm. and asking for help in that area, mm-hmm. which, you know what, Kelsey is a great leader and she doesn't really need my help, <laughs> but, but no. like, I don't know, with anything, like, um, if you know, like, okay, I'm not, this is not my strong suit as yeah, a leader, right. like, um, just take away the pride, you know, right. let it down and say, right. Hey, I'm really good in this area. Not so great in this area. Yeah. And I'm going to need your help. Right. That's like another way you can use other people's tools mm-hmm. to make them feel valued right. in like that right. place. And there's nothing wrong with admitting weakness. Like yeah. it, I hate to even like say weakness, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it's all about trust at the end of the day. Yeah. And like, if I'm standing up there acting like I'm really good at this and telling people wrong, something wrong. Like it's like kind of a trust thing, you know, and have trust in your leaders. Like they have to admit where they have shortcomings. Yeah. And it's not a one man show. Right. A good leader wants everyone's hands on deck. Yes. But I think to encourage somebody, you know, maybe you're in, in your job and your boss might not be the best leader or mm-hmm. um, it can be anything, but you can be a silent, I'll say silent leader, wherever you are, mm-hmm. just by your attitude and like the way that you're uplifting others. And like, right. if you're someone who's just starting out in a new job or maybe it's your second year and there's a new person they hire, like mm-hmm. take it upon yourself to be that good leader mm-hmm. and just like serve them, you right. know? And it doesn't have to look like a title. Like, I yeah, it doesn't. I hate that. Like, some people think like you have to have a title to lead. It's like no, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Yeah, you can literally lead in so Anything. many different ways. Right. And like right. Taylor J specifically, you know, she would never had a second leader, first leader title, but mm-hmm. she led our group so well in Bible study. Yeah. She right. led the morale of the team yeah. really well. Yeah. And like, you yeah, you just can use everyone's strengths to build a better team as a whole. Yeah. Part of that is like actually 
taking time to sort through what your strengths are and like listening to God about what your strengths are because mm-hmm. I have kind of tried to resist the fact that I my heart is my best attribute you know yeah like I'm not a commander I'm not gonna walk into a room and mm-hmm. be the first one to talk I'm not gonna I'm just never gonna be that person <laughs> yeah um, but like I can lead with my heart and help environments like for example when I used to work in plastic surgery I my boss was the exact opposite of me he's like a commander organizer very just to the point get things done and that's it and i am like the most just emotional fruity person there ever was it's so fruity it's just so fruity that's like the best <laughs> way i could describe so it um yeah. and everyone was so drained at the office and tired and just felt like unappreciated and he just has a different way of showing appreciation mm-hmm. and basically it's just that he doesn't really <laughs> <laughs> and like it's just like his appreciation is that he keeps you around you know like yeah. he yeah. doesn't really go out of his way to say things like that and i remember i was t- this is one of my terrifying like vulnerable rumbling moments but <laughs> i sat him down and i was like i think everyone is just really drained and it's starting to really wear on the team. And I think that if you would just every once in a while, like share your appreciation for what these girls are doing and Mm -hmm. like how hard they're working or when they do a great job with something. Yeah. For something that you appreciate, just saying it, like even something small, like thank you for doing that. Like I really appreciate it. It really helped Mm -hmm. or something like that. And he started doing it and everyone was so happy around the office. Oh, I love that. You know? Yeah. So like you can lead and I was the newest nurse there, like new grad, had no idea what I was doing, but I can lead with my heart because that's my strength. Hey, there you go. So finding your strength and using that no matter where you are, no matter what tenure you are in your job or Mm -hmm. in your relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like using that to your advantage. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. So the last thing I want to talk about, because it makes my heart so, so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have just seen your faith grow so much in the last few years, especially mm-hmm. being um, on a team together again. And mm-hmm. like there's times when it brings me to tears. Like <laughs> we've been like sitting at a restaurant and I hear her talking about something and I'm just like, whoa, like her heart has been changed and worked Mm -hmm. on and like you've always had a great heart but I just know God is like working in it and Mm -hmm. like sanctifying you and it's like I don't know it's just like the craziest thing to watch friends do that but um would you be willing to share a little bit about like your journey as a believer and maybe some encouraging advice for someone who is just starting to dive into their faith or Mm -hmm. that aspect of their life yeah um it really and I will just I'm not trying to like build you up your <laughs> ego or anything but yeah you are Claire really you has been <laughs> I do Claire really has been a big part of it and like watching her heart and knowing her heart and how special it is and how much she serves others that's enough that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm just kidding um, it's been so special to me and I grew up Catholic and my family we went to church and stuff and I didn't really feel that deep connection to God the way that I do now like I believed and I knew he was there and that I wanted to go to heaven someday you know the mm-hmm. basics but <laughs> yes. um I didn't really feel that deep connection and then coming to 
DCC is when it really kind of sprang up. Mm-hmm. I met Heather and I worked with her eight hours a day and then also went to practice with her. Like we spent a lot of time together. And so I'd get her advice on a lot of things and just hearing her speak the word of God and just being filled with peace and love and mm-hmm. sunshine. I mean, Heather is the most like <laughs> she is sunshine. sunshine person I've ever met in my entire so life. True. It just kind of creeps its way into your heart and you start – I started to open my heart to the idea, like mm-hmm. maybe this is something worthwhile because you just you meet women like that and it just kind of impacts your soul, you know? Yeah, for And sure. I would start just slowly, like I w- started going to Bible study and listening and like I know I went to church with you, a Christian <laughs> church for the first time where it talked about the rapture. Yeah. It's kind of an aggressive Kelsey. first first christian sermon that I went to, oh my gosh. but yeah you know <laughs> we start somewhere and just started opening my heart to it and listening to like the porch at watermark here in dallas and mm-hmm. stuff like that and once you once god sets his eyes on you which he already does mm-hmm. and then you just like open your heart the tiniest bit like he's gonna creep his way in no yeah. matter if it takes like two weeks or your entire life he's going to creep in and yeah. find ways like I've had a lot of random ran, very random like bad things or scary things happen to me yes in the oh past few years yeah. And, about that. yeah and so he's basically kind of like dropped a bomb in every I'm a longing of the flesh so I like to take things into my own hands mm-hmm. and like make a plan and make things happen in my life but mm-hmm. these things interrupted that and I know good and well that it was God's way of taking those situations and forcing me to realize that I can't handle it on my own. Yeah. And like he put one in my romantic life. He put one in my, like took all my belongings, you know, my personal safety. Like he dropped a bomb in every aspect of my life that I would have in the bad situation taken it into my own hands and like, fixed and made sure that I was safe and but I literally couldn't and yeah. I had to give it up to him because I was like mm-hmm. I would try to take it in my own hands and just be filled with anxiety and not peace and yeah. I hate like you said like I hate not being at peace in my heart like yeah. I just I can't handle it right <laughs> like I need to fix it and make it go away right away like, yeah. Being happy. yeah and um so those are things that kind of pushed me to really give it up to him because I've always my heart's been open to it but it's just a matter of kind of sending you over the edge, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to really trust in him and feel at peace with him. And people in your life are, you know, people are placed in your life to yes. help along that path. Like mm-hmm. you said, like how there was that like sunshine that you're just like, how are you the way that you right, are? Right. And it makes you curious of mm-hmm. like the life that you could have, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing the same joy and stuff. And, yeah. um, and I have definitely had, someone like that like every year on the team and they always show me the kindest love like when Mm -hmm. I was going through all that stuff like feeling at like your rock bottom and then coming to them and talking to them about it whether that's you Rich W Lexi like Mm -hmm. feeling at rock bottom and coming and speaking to them about it and just feeling God's love pouring out of them and their love and their kindness and watching them kind of care for you and care for your soul during those moments. Mm. It just is something that you can't find everywhere. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is 
like they have it figured out and they are so kind and like yeah. I just want to have the heart that they do because it made such an impact on me yeah when I needed it and so yeah I love that it just starts to change you and then you start kind of <laughs> diving in deeper and yeah God yeah. tugs on your heart he does he'll yeah. find a way for sure and he uses you know the hands and feet we are the hands mm-hmm. and feet of Jesus and like um even just as Kelsey's growing in her faith like you are encouraging other girls too and mm-hmm. like you you know recently dived into it like mm-hmm. more and yeah, like you're so already recent. just like being such a light to people and like you you've always had that um positive light love in your heart but like even more so i think it's just shining through because it's like who god created you to be and the more that you tap into that the more it like naturally flows out of you and it's just crazy to like think about that you know yeah. like thinking yeah. of these gifts god has naturally placed in your life just becoming right. even brighter mm-hmm. when you draw close to him yeah yeah I, it's so crazy I and i would say too like and now that i feel like the peace it's something you'll never go back from yeah. you know and so encouraging others i always kind of thought growing up I guess in my head I kind of had this idea that it was kind of about your works and what you do to be a good Christian or follower of Jesus or whatever and it's not like (laughs) I would get overwhelmed I've been having these conversations about faith with Claire for (laughs) I don't even know how long like I just remember we would drive to Nebraska and talk about it for Mm -hmm. hours and stuff and then I would kind of fall off the wagon you know like I would talk to you about like where to start and mm-hmm. how to begin this journey and would just kind of fall off and forget about it and go back to my insecure ways, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. doing my own thing, taking it in my own hands. And sure. um, I, it was kind of overwhelming to me because I'm also a perfectionist and yeah, I was like, okay, well I need to go to church every Sunday then right. and I need to read my mm-hmm. Bible and I need to know, like, I need to know the Bible. Like I need to know all the stories mm-hmm. in the Bible and it's just overwhelming to like step into that and so i think that is what kind of pushed me Mm. away because like i wanted to do it right but i never really had the time or to do it perfectly and finding out like after like attending church and stuff and listening Mm -hmm. to sermons that god's love is not not conditional or earned and just having that behind you like you could be a perfect follower of god and then have two years where you're just a terrible person or something mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's still gonna love you at the end of it and he's still gonna keep trying to like pull your heart towards yeah. him it's like i mean it's like lucy loves me my dog lucy you know i could <laughs> yeah. leave her outside for 12 hours i would never do this but, like i could leave her outside for 12 hours and i'm still gonna come home and she's gonna be the happiest dog in the world to yeah. see me you know yeah and just tell me how much she loves me and love on me and that's how god is yeah it's not something that he's going to hate you or punish you or if you don't go to church right yeah right. or if you like treat someone badly on accident yeah. <laughs> when you're having a bad day or something it's not um it's so it's not conditional right and that's something that takes a long time to realize and really embody yeah. but i would just say that as encouragement to just open your heart and god will do the, the rest, rest of like the work. he'll do the work yeah I think something that everyone can kind of relate in is feeling like you have to do all these things. Like you have to go Mm -hmm. to church. You have to be the best Christian you could possibly be. Like, and it's, 
I mean, like you said, like that's a place of works mm-hmm. and God doesn't want our works. He wants our heart. Yeah. And I do think like it takes us being active. Like we can't be passive and expect to grow in our faith. Yeah. But, right. you know, it's little things. It's like praying in the car. It's yeah. talking to him. It's right. worshiping. It's, um, you know, journaling, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like he really finds like he will deepen that relationship with you the more that you come to him. But that doesn't look like, okay, I'm going to go to church on Sunday Mm -hmm. and then I'm not going to think about God the rest of the week, but I might do this thing for this person to like make sure I'm a good person this week. Like, you know, it's so not, not work. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to be a clean symbol. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what that can look like sometimes. It's Mm -hmm. like, we're going through all the motions. We're doing all the things we're supposed to do, right? but then we're not, we don't actually have that love for him yes. and that love for others. Yeah. And like, that's the whole point of faith. And I think mm-hmm. like coming from, I'm tell me if I'm wrong, but like a lot of people who grew up in different um, religions, maybe Catholic, maybe even Christian and yeah. other things, yeah. um, depending on how you grew up, like it's been taught as more religion versus mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. And like, yes, we need to take God's word hundred percent and like there are things he protects us in and says you know do mm-hmm. this don't do this like right, right. over protection but mm-hmm. it's really about the relationship you have with him and like that matters more than anything else yeah right um, but yeah I just I think like so many girls so many people in general mm-hmm. can relate to that and yeah faith is scary to step into sometimes it is and i feel like it kind of gets a bad rap too because like growing up thinking of it as like oh if you do this you're a horrible person you Mm -hmm. know you almost like get this like bitterness towards religion Mm -hmm. and i feel like if you need a sign to like take that out of your mind just think about the fact that like what could you lose yeah. And just not in opening your heart to the possibility of being a Christian mm-hmm. or just l- being lo- allowing yourself to be loved by God because yeah. nobody wants to sit there and feel like angst or insecurity <laughs> or fear no. or and he does give you an option to not. Yeah. You know, or like yeah. have somewhere that you can place it on. But why not just give it a shot and not think these like oh Christians are crazy you know whatever (laughs) you may think about it it's Mm. and that obviously those um stereotypes come from somewhere some like yeah some people (laughs) it's christianity is just a heart posture like you said it's Mm -hmm. loving god and not feeling like you have to do all of this stuff to prove that you love god right like if you don't have a bible verse in your instagram bio (laughs) it's okay you know yeah it's like you don't have to be and like Mm-hmm. discipling and stuff like I I don't know some people feel like followers of God are always trying to push it on everybody mm-hmm. and I don't I don't just trying to open your heart to just listening yeah you know just and because my I was discipled by women that just had peace in their heart and I got to experience it yeah you know and they would speak the word of God over me when I was struggling and that's what kind of turns your heart onto it and you start feeling this peace so and it's kind of an addicting piece because yeah. you can take your fear and your insecurity and like, why not give it a try? What do you have right. to lose? You know? I know. It's like 
finally realizing like, oh, I don't have to do all of this on my own. Like, right. I don't have to struggle with this mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. And yeah. I think it comes from a lack of one, listening and understanding, mm-hmm. but two, pride. Like, yeah, it we, does. <laughs> we are prideful <laughs> humans are. and we think, oh, I got it covered. I can mm-hmm. do it by myself. I don't yeah. need help. Yeah. But like, why? If someone is offering you mm-hmm. help to make your life easier. Yeah. Why would you want to turn that away? Right. Like, right. genuinely, I mean, Christianity is not promising to take away your problems. Right. Right. I, not, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely not. <laughs> no, for sure not. But it changes your perspective. Mm-hmm. And it, it allows you the option to put that on God and say, I need help. Please mm-hmm. help me. Yeah, I think it just... It does, like you said, it takes like just opening your heart to it. Mm-hmm. But there, I will preface that there's, you know, sometimes maybe someone has had a poor experience with a Christian or right, or right. a church or something. Like, mm-hmm. don't I would encourage you not to write off that as a whole. Yeah, because there are broken people. We're all there broken, are, still right. sinners. Like mm-hmm. we're all trying to find our way within right. it, and so. If you've had a bad experience, like that's not how everyone is. Mm -hmm. And odds are that person hopefully is learning from that. Right. Right. And they're growing too. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm just one circling back around, but I'm just very thankful for our friendship. And I know like God is just going to continue to grow it. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think. If I could say one thing to the audience, audience yeah, to the audience out there, (laughs) it's just like find, finding your people Mm -hmm. who are going to help you grow as a person and, um, willing to be vulnerable, humble, listening, Mm -hmm. and just learning from, you know, others and relationships are everything. They are. make a big difference. They really are. Um, a friend like Claire. (laughs) Oh, your life. Please keep telling the world how much you love me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But no, I do love you. And I'm so grateful to have you on here and just in my life. And I just wanted everyone to get a little taste of Kelsey's heart. Oh, and, <laughs> and all Welcome the wisdom. <laughs> all the wisdom you have to offer. So well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. This has been so fun. Thanks for having yeah, me. Of course. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. This is, you just get a little glimpse of what we do around our, the dinner table. And yeah. I mean, this is truly what we, we do. We like, talk like this. Yeah, we do. It's really, it really is like this. Yeah. But, um, yes, keep following along for all the fun to come, all the new guests, and don't forget to just like and subscribe to things so you don't miss out. (laughs) But truly, it does mean so much to me. So um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Sweetest Honey Podcast. Yeah!